Clubhouse. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and Caroline Daly. Hey, Beth. Hey, Caroline. I am so excited to talk about international trends with you today because since we premiered back in 2020, Decorating the Set has been super popular abroad. And since season three began, we began taking off in countries around the world, but especially, and this was such a surprise to us, in Kenya and Austria. So we wanted to reach out to those audiences and discuss some trends from around the world and how we can like bring these things into our home. It's been really incredible to see how many people in different parts of the world are responding to our behind the scenes concepts and my tricks and tools that I use both on set and in people's homes. Especially thinking about anything international right now brings me to this concept of, does somebody suffer from wanderlust? I love that word. It's really thinking about travel. And since we've all been stuck at home and design trends during the pandemic have been about what's surrounding us at home and not thinking what's happening out in the world, which we're certainly all are doing now, using international design trends can help us scratch that itch for travel and for memories and for visiting new places, even if we don't actually get to go there. But we can change our environment up to create both a physical space and a headspace where you feel that you've traveled and learned about a different culture. And it really, it can prepare you to do what I do every day as a set decorator and look at a character through the lens of a different history and culture. Us being the character, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I am loving all this so much because it also, it reminds me of how there was all those virtual tours, like you could go to the Louvre or you yep. could go to the Eiffel Tower, all that stuff, and ways that you could almost trick your brain into feeling like I haven't just been sitting at home in my little town, you know, doing my own little thing here. Like I've actually seen things and experienced things. I think when I took any of those tours, even if I had been in that museum, been at the Louvre, it transported me physically. Now with 3D and anything animated on computer graphics and everything being so visually sharp and intense, you literally physically feel that you're participating and that you're walking the halls of a museum or a gallery. It's really exciting. Well, it makes me feel like what you do on set about sort of that illusion of like yes. having had these experiences when really, you know, we're just watching them. <laughs> but but this is a way to, to surround yourself with those experiences. It's so great. And there are so many things that have influenced my work lately that literally have come from abroad. I am finding that through Instagram in particular, I'm having so many more opportunities to see what is happening all over the world. And these international concepts and visuals that are coming to me about anything 
everything about wallpaper, fabric, beautiful trimmings, things that might not necessarily be immediately available in the United States, but they inform us visually and set a tone and a trend. And it is inspiring to me, literally on on a weekly basis, For the last couple of months, I have found something available internationally that I've even been able to acquire for a show that I'm working on or replicate here in the U.S. And it's really changed up the look of a lot of the different sets that I've been doing. I feel like it it lends itself to your aesthetic, which is always that layered, lived in, you know, yes. uh, you know, like I've had a life, I've been places, I've done things, and you can see that through my decor. The other part of this is that there are really no hard and fast rules for global decor. It's kind of whatever piece of it that you want to take out and situate in what you have. You know, maybe your family history takes you back to Germany or your family history takes you to Kenya or Austria and you have a hand-me-down or you have some special thing. You have a memory or photography from a certain trip that you took, thinking about incorporating it into your home now as this kind of new top layer of life can give you a way to reconnect to those particular times or experiences. And Global interior design, you know, it really is exactly what it sounds like. It's a home filled with objects and patterns and textures and colors that are inspired by all different cultures from around the world. Even if you're not looking for a clear theme, you know, that I want my home to be inspired by Mexican design, or I want my home to be Parisian and Art Nouveau, you can take a piece of so many different cultures and slowly build the design in a thoughtful way by taking these eclectic concepts and pieces and putting them together for your own home. I love the idea that in addition to being able to find inspiration, this seems like a good way to also take bits and pieces, little memorabilia from the travel you have had and create little vignette moments of different um, you know, experiences you've had. Like you said, pictures you might have taken, that type of thing that ends up getting shoved in a drawer somewhere. You know, it's not the old days of, you know, I think parents came home from travel with international dolls for their kids, you know, and there are so many different places and and in a lot of tv shows and movies you know sometimes you you see shelves of that kind of collection of international dolls there are other ways about thinking of displaying things it doesn't have to be old-fashioned teapots or china all these things can be used in more updated and modern settings to still evoke things from the past and it gives your home interest points and things to focus on that are just not going to be cookie cutter And that's what we want to avoid always, right? We want to tell our own story, not just be like off the shelves of our local craft store. (laughs) Or, you know, looking at a 
website or a catalog and doing exactly everything as it's shown. You know, this is the place where I say don't buy a suite of furniture and maybe this is the perfect time and opportunity to look at a beautiful red lacquered chest from China and incorporate little pops and different pieces and textures and colors, whether it's in throw pillows or curtains or small pieces of furniture that feel like they're from a different place. So before we get into specific countries and and little trends that we're seeing popping up all over the place, let's talk about some just general international trends that you're seeing currently. Currently, I would say there are quite a few things that are happening, both internationally and here in the United States. Curves are definitely back. Curved furniture, curved lighting, all kinds of elements of home decor with curves are really, really popular right now. And I think it's an ease of movement and something that's very satisfying for the eye and, you know, I think that has grown out of a rigid state from the pandemic and where we are now. Still, we've got nature and nature coming indoors and us living outdoors. And that is something very, very prevalent in international design. We're all still involved in our flexible spaces and still working from home and thinking about little areas, whether it's turning a closet into a small office. You know, the architecture outside of the United States incorporates a lot of different nooks and niches and areas that you might not think of as a place to stage furniture. You know, the landing of a staircase, uh, things that are probably more found in period architecture and buildings that have been around for many, many, many decades. You know, when you see, let's say, architecture in Italy and they've carved out a little section of the kitchen that feels homey and has a a sofa and upholstered chairs in it. And that's because they're really living there next to that pizza oven or, you know, (laughs) that, that fireplace, you know, which is doing double duty as a way to cook their food. So there's a lot of that more flexible spaces. And everywhere, I think, we're trying to just, I don't know, draw our eye, you know, bold wallpaper is still in completely, uh, peel and stick wallpaper. I just used it yesterday in uh, two bookcases on a location that we were doing. And when we filled those two bookcases with this beautiful floral peel and stick wallpaper, which took us no time. We completely changed up the entire room. It worked perfectly for the character, but even better, it worked for the homeowner and they were going to keep what we did. Oh, I love that. That yeah. inspires me. I want to get, get back to this. I'm going to get back to my bookcases. They need, they need a zhuzh. The backing of the bookcases is a place that, and, and I'll tell you, it was literally two rolls of wallpaper that nice. I ordered online. I mean, that is such a great quick update. And what you don't even realize is if you replicate the color in the wallpaper with the color on your walls, you're 
unifying the entire space. And you're giving yourself a whole other layer of life behind whatever you're going to then put in those bookcases. We have been using wallpaper on set in this way in particular, and in these little interesting floor plans and niches that we've been doing. So it's not so bold and in your face because it's subtle and it's just in one area or as we're saying, you know, in the back of a bookcase. It's the greatest. I love that so much. Beth, one of our listener bases is actually out of Kenya, which was a big surprise to you and I because I didn't know that much about design in Kenya, but I was loving the research that our producer Mike put into this and and you and I were reading everything. Talk to me a little bit about Kenyan design and, and where they're at right now. Well, what we're seeing in general is that interior design work and interior designer education is very, very, very popular and prevalent all over the world. It is a career to be thought about. And a lot of money is being invested into all of these vendors and sources in each country that focus on interior design. And what struck me about Kenya, first of all, was how much they're fans of the podcast, which I absolutely am just blown away by. But, you know, it's a level of design and a level of living that is much more elevated than I anticipated after I did some research. And the most beautiful elements involved in it are these natural fibers. And, you know, I'm currently looking to shop some outdoor furniture for a set that we're building. So we're going to have our green screen and it's going to look like a terrace of a New York apartment. And I'm so inspired by the color and the woven elements that are so unexpected in all of this Kenya-based and designed furniture, mostly outdoor furniture. And it has really inspired me. And I've started to look for vendors here who might be able to provide that. It's a certain level of an ethnic look, but it's so interesting and can be mixed with so many other neutral things. It's really fantastic. Definitely one of the design elements that seemed to be prevalent across the ones that I loved the best was their use of texture and like having all those different, like I'm using my hands right now, moving them around because I'm feeling the air. Like there's something about it that feels like warm and inviting and just not like, you know, plastic, slick furniture, but this texture. And I don't know, there's something to that. What, What is it about texture that brings a room to life? I think in this case, it is really, authentic materials. Even if we're recreating, let's say, rattan or woven materials, the fact that the materials that I'm seeing in Kenya, even if they're, let's say, repros, right? Even if they're outdoor furniture made of weather sustainable materials, they still look so authentic. So, you know, bark looks like bark and twine looks like twine. And it's that whole truly natural element that I think is elevating spaces. Today, most Kenyans, I understand, are looking for new ways to bring this kind of excitement and authenticity into their homes. Trendy interior designs 
have been created there and they are totally transforming both office spaces and home spaces. It's a lot of the same things that we rely on here, but an interesting mix because uh, it's a mix of vintage furniture. A lot of Kenyan homes have fireplaces. Again, they're headed towards this concept of wallpapers and even 3D wallpapers. You know, That's so fascinating. A, a lot I of love 3D that. wallpapers now you'll see are floral. And I don't mean little teeny flowers like your grandmother had on her walls, but super blown up incredible, realistic photography of like the inner workings and beauty of a flower repeated that, you know, imagine this is surrounding your bed. This is in your bedroom. These florals are being used in hotels. They're being used in bedrooms. They're being used in all kinds of stores and restaurants they're super powerful because they're so realistic. It's complete realism, although some of them are painted, which is truly amazing. But imagine like being able to be enveloped in your room in beautiful flowers. That is something. Uh, <laughs> I know your love of flowers. Of I yes, know, right? Everybody knows. So <laughs> that's something I, I look for and I relish in and I really adore that. And it, it's not so easy to use on camera because they're so oversized. But I will tell you that I just found through all my searching the most remarkable wallpaper that came into my Instagram feed. And I just just blew my mind. Absolutely was so stunning. And we went to work. I, I just, I had to have it. You know, we, we just, <laughs> it was something I was like dreaming about. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And at first we found it in France. And we tracked it down on a website, and the entire website was in French. And my high school French is uh, you know, <laughs> out of here. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> thin. Um, <laughs> then all of a sudden, one thing led to another with the help of my assistant set decorator. Here we find it in Italy where they manufacture it. And they literally recreated the panels for us, like handmade the panels for each one of the walls for this show that I'm doing that we needed in the exact right size and shipped it to us from Italy. It is my coup de grace on this show and nobody can even stand it. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it's, it's the talk of the set and it is so overscale and interesting at some point, I'll let you all know where it can be seen. But again, to think that through a moment on Instagram, through my feed, here comes this unbelievable amount of beauty that materializes. I mean, we stood with the scenic artist on my job as he gingerly opened this DHL package from Italy. I thought we were opening up the Hope Diamond. And <laughs> You're like Geraldo opening up the safe, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we were magicians because we couldn't believe that it arrived on time. 
oh my God, it's just, and then of course we based the whole room around it. Everything we did was influenced and informed by it. So I'm just saying that there are so many things being manufactured and so many options and so many possibilities that I would say now more than ever is a time, I mean, obviously not everybody has the ability to shop items in Europe or overseas or in any other country than the one that they live in. But I can tell you that there's no better inspiration right now than to search outside of your comfort zone, outside of what you know, and you're just going to be blown away by what you find. And certainly there's some amazing online stores that are importing beautiful products. Yes. Um, we found one, Zeal Living. Definitely check it out. We'll have some in the show notes for you guys to click on and take a look. You can get an opportunity to see some authentic Kenyan furniture and a lot of like just home decor that you can bring that look into your home and be, you know, uh, supporting businesses in Kenya, which is amazing. The other thing is you can base this all on a small item. This could be a, a vase. This could be some kind of basket that you put in your living room. This could be anything that you then work off of and you start to put together your semi-new maybe palette and mood board and that can include fabric swatches, it can include photographs, it can include all kinds of things that, you know, paint swatches. And you can start to become your own decorator, put together your own ideas. It's not something that you have to execute immediately and, uh, you know, full-blown redo. But when you're walking around a big box store, or when you're seeing something that's on sale, or you're seeing something at a yard sale, you can say, wow, that's now working with my new theme. In doing research about Kenya and what's going on there right now, found this amazing piece on YouTube about interior design and different companies' challenges during COVID and how they're coming back and what a lucrative career it's turning out to be there. So for sure, we want to leave you guys with a little bit of, of a soundbite from there so you guys can hear it for yourself. Welcome back to business today. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing when you're seated in your house and it looks beautiful or you enter an office and it looks amazing. That is a huge role on Mata's interior design. While Kenya's economy is gradually picking up from the harsh effects of COVID-19, players in the interior design business are beginning to experience a rebounding in their business. Katie and Zavi again are caught up with Classic Moldings Chief Executive Officer, who is optimistic of a better year for the country. Take a look. The interior design business was one of the sectors that had a big hit when COVID-19 struck the country. The construction sector was literally ground to a halt. But even as countries continue to embrace the vaccines, various sectors are beginning to open up. One of the major sectors that continues to create jobs and drive investment is the construction industry. Classic Moldings is betting big on 2022, citing that demand for housing has been on the rise. The modern-day customer is not only sophisticated, but well-versed with trends in the business. 
According to Classic Molding's chief executive officer, the future looks bright for Kenya and the region. Also, in our research and in thinking about our friends in Kenya, because we're hearing from them and we're so excited about that, I came to find out that interior design is one of the best paying careers in Kenya. And there's been an increase in demand for creative interiors, for environmental designs, and the demand prompts more people to pursue these careers as something that they're starting from school age up. So it's uh, really, really fascinating how in a place where you might not ordinarily think this is high design or this is a place to be as a designer, you know, now more than ever, this kind of world that we're living in and the way to approach all of this and think about it is in such a transitional place that involves so many different pieces of the pie. And I'm decorating the set. This is what we want to bring to you, that this idea and concept can work both on my sets it can work in business, it can work in commercial use, but it can also work in your own home. And we have been hearing from so many people in so many different areas of design, whether they're just fans or students or trained professionals. And it's a way, I think, of just reapproaching every way in which you think about what you're surrounding yourself with and what you're looking at. And for me, I know that I want to just keep doing that. I want to keep seeing these things come across my Instagram feed and I want to hear from people and see product. You know, everybody loves to show me what they're working on. And I really encourage everyone to continue that. Beth, I am Lithuanian 100%, but after doing research on Austria, which is another one of our listener bases, I have to tell you, I might be part Austrian because I was loving everything I was seeing. The combination of sleek and sophisticated design, but like these layers with textures and fur and oh my gosh, I was loving it. It was making me think of Marcus Carroll and our conversation with him about the hide and the fur and the leather and just these beautiful, sustainable- Yeah, like I was just like, oh my God, I am so in love with all of it. Talk to me about Austria and what you're seeing there. Well, again, we're seeing curves, geometric shapes, furniture all pulled away from the walls. You know how much I love that, Carolyn? I do. (laughs) You know? And there is also a sense of organization. All of these interiors have a kind of really organized concept to them. It's not rigid by any means, but they have an incredible eye, really great sense of taste and style, but it's also practical. And that speaks to me completely. Another area of the world that I want to concentrate on with you this time is highlighting Dubai because man, when I think of like luxe design and amazing, like just like blow your mind. Dubai is one of those places. Like I want to go shopping there real bad. Well, shopping and living and, you know, having an apartment on the 150th floor of some incredible building, you know, the 
the skyscrapers and the apartments and everything, all the materials. And it's an amazing place for high, high end design. To me, the most interesting thing that I just recently learned about was the Dubai Expo, which was a massive, massive event that had been in the planning for many, many years prior to the pandemic and just closed at the end of March. And the theme of it was connecting minds, creating the future. The sub-themes of the Expo which involved so many different countries. It was almost like a way for each country to do a presentation of who they were. But these sub-themes were opportunity, mobility, and sustainability. When you think about that, design needs to be, in our world today, all of those things. And the whole concept for this event was to connect people globally and in specific in design as well as in every other way. Sustainability, of course, is critically important from now until forever, you know, if we want to see a positive world for our kids and think about, you know, how we're living in general. So to consider the planning for an event like this and the travel and the choices that were made, that to me is the ultimate organization. It's the ultimate vision. It's something that's mind-bending that you could pull off an event like that. I mean, similar to pulling off the Olympics, but, but actually almost bigger than that. All of the trained eyes and professionals that went into an event like that, I wish that I had been able to see that in person. It sounds amazing and very inspirational. Like, I feel like you'd like come away with like a gajillion ideas. Exactly. The luxe trends in terms of Dubai are primarily sustainability and statement pieces. They're more contemporary, usually, than traditional. And because of the weather and where Dubai stands, you know, tropical themed things, luxury, maximalism all part of what uh, design trends are in Dubai. You know, it's also interesting to look at design at a place where perhaps money is less of an object than many other places. It runs the gamut, what I'm seeing, like from something that's just a small place with minimal furniture to something that's so overblown, only a select few would be able to even afford to live there. But again, I just say, take a piece from here and a piece from there and think about it. Look at color schemes. Look at what that environment is like. If you live in Florida and you're looking at the color schemes in a, in a Dubai home, that works. You know, you're taking inspiration from an environment that is similar in weather to where you are. And those are all parts of how you create comfort and sustainability and, you know, a kind of environment that seems to, to work for where you're located. 
I feel like the polar opposite of this maximum space and luxe and and just everything is coming back over to Hong Kong, where we need to be more efficient with our space and think about how we want to, you know, have zones and and just very thoughtful organization. Right. So in, in contrast, certainly in Hong Kong, we're seeing really ingenious hacks to take a 420 square foot apartment and make it seem larger. There are so many opportunities right now to have built-ins to create an eating space that's built in, a bed that's built into the wall, a Murphy bed, desks and tables and things that are connected to the wall and fold back or fold out. It's amazing the level of efficiency and uh, streamline design that takes place where you're living in almost a a pod, but it's a complete full-service pod with everything that you need. You know, the other tip, which if you think of living in Hong Kong or you think of living in small New York City apartments, the use of mirrors, it used to be that people would put up a whole wall of mirrors in their home. Uh, It was a very 80s trend even a real 70s trend. But now there are so many pieces of furniture that are made, vanities and dressers and end tables. So you don't have to use mirrors to that extent where you're so surrounded that even though it's opening up the space, it's not something that you're really interested in living in. But there are new ways in which mirror is being used. I actually have used mirrors in kitchen cabinets. So instead of putting in glass, I've used mercury glass mirror. And it's a a beautiful aged antique mirror that you can get from really any glass company. You know, it makes your kitchen cabinets slightly reflective, not like you're, you know, could put your makeup on looking at yourself in your kitchen cabinetry, but it's a level of reflection that can open up a small kitchen immensely. Beth, this has been such an exciting episode because we often talk about things that are going on just around, you know, the United States. And I feel like we have an opportunity to step out and just sort of see the world as a whole and realize that, first of all, we have a lot more things that are similar, (laughs) which is kind of surprising, right? Like when I was looking at different homes, I was like, wow, like, first of all, I love that. I want to print out everything in Austria and put it in my house. (laughs) But like, it's so exciting and it's, it's so inspirational. I feel like very rejuvenated after this conversation. Talk to our listeners about some tips and takeaways that they should they should try to remember from this episode? Well, firstly, I also want to say that we should all remember that a lot of movie making and television making happens internationally. So not only are interior designers working internationally, but certainly set decorators and production designers are. And a lot of shows are shot internationally and The sources available to them might not be common prop houses and companies who are used to working with filmmakers, but part of the greatest aspect of going to work on location is forming these relationships and hurting 
what's available to you and bringing those people in to the work that you're doing as a set decorator. That makes shooting internationally an amazing experience because you're relying on the vendors in the same way that you rely on your everyday vendors where you live. So I am encouraging everybody to open up their Instagram feed, their Facebook searching, their Googling, and go more international. Don't get scared when you see something that comes up that has the British pound to it in terms of a price. Very often... A lot of companies, from the biggest flooring companies to fabric companies, they have websites that are international and American. So first, find the international website. I just recently saw a flooring product that, again, we decided, you know, we had to have. And the one piece in particular that I wanted, they only make that for European sales. So we did compromise and we found the next best thing. But the concept that I came up with by just seeing what was on that international website took me to a floor plan, a literal floor plan, because in this one set, we're using five different pattern floorings. So I'm just saying that's there's quite an so undertaking. Much, it is an undertaking because let me tell you, when one meets the other, it's got that's a match. It's very tricky transition. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had quite a few floor meetings lately. <laughs> floor meetings. I love no, it. I, I'm so not. Kidding. I'm gonna start doing stuff like that. Oh my gosh, I was talking to my Call son about the family in for a floor meeting. Well, I said, I said, hey Jack, do you have any ideas of stuff that we should be working on in the house? And he's like, yeah, I think we should like add this like second layer like a level area over here. And I'm like, okay. And like a week later, he's like, mom, I decided we should, we're going to, I'm going to go forward with this. Like he has <laughs> like, oh, you are. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, let me know how that works out. <laughs> yes. I to uh, engage all my set dressers with their opinions of how, how to do this. But uh, you know, you have to everybody, rein them back in. <laughs> yeah. I got to rein them back in because everybody was surprised that I was the one who thought, Hey, wait a minute we got to make sure that every one of these floors is actually the same thickness because otherwise we're going to have a problem. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of floor talk. But here's the thing. I'm saying look at what's available internationally for inspiration. Think outside the box. It doesn't have to be that that's the exact product or the exact make that you get. But I can tell you, I've been working as a designer and a set decorator for 38 years. And for me to see things now in a fresh light and get inspiration from all these international followers that I'm having and all these people who are listening to the podcast, that is energizing and incredible to me that I'm seeing all this great new stuff. And the trends may be similar or they may be extreme, depending on where you live, but there is a lot to be seen out there. So set your mind to doing some searching and open up your mind to materials and situations that you just might not have thought of before. And, you know, then I would say, go back to your roots. You know, when you look at your grandparents and your parents and certain 
pieces of furniture or things that they might have that just symbolize where your family came from, immigrated from. You know, there's a lot to be said for those things that stay in families for generations. Make sure you utilize some of those online, authentic vendors that we have available down in the show notes for you. I know definitely Mike is going to add some links for you guys so you can check out different countries and what they're up to and where you can order things directly. And man, I just I just keep harkening back to Marcus Carroll and his layering on of those textures and all you were talking about with Kenya and all their furniture. Like, I am obsessed. Like, I want all of it. <laughs> I think it's so amazing and it makes it feel so warm. And- And you shall have it because that's what your focus is going to be. You know, now we are in the spring redo and refresh and some people are going back to work and we're going to start talking about maybe getting out of our definitive pandemic style and open our minds and our eyes up to new things. And all of these concepts and ideas that are happening all over the world are definitely a great place to start for inspiration. Okay, Beth, so while I'm working on my textures in my house, tell me some projects you're working on. Well, my current project is going to be kept secret for the moment, but you can (laughs) certainly see some of my set decoration on the Adam Project, which is currently on Netflix, number one on Netflix. Uh, And of course, there's season two coming up of Bridge and Tunnel. I can't wait to hear from all of our international listeners. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beth Kushnick. And please keep populating my feed and sending me (laughs) things that you find that you're interested in and that you want to know more about. And we're going to bring it to you. I love that. I love that so much. And of course, you're always open to questions when people are doing their spaces at home. They need some advice. You are happy to give them some. And so that makes me very happy. Listeners, we hope you learned a lot today and we welcome all of your questions always. Please head over to wherever you got your podcast today and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the places that you listen. Please leave a five-star review. It helps a lot in promotion of the show. Five stars, people. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Decorating the set from Hollywood to your home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.